Hey guys! Hey! This is our second attempt at telling my story. Yes it is, but you wouldn't know that because we cut it out of the first one. Yep, my alarm went off on my phone and it stopped the recording. So we decided to do two episodes instead of the one. So we're sorry we didn't say goodbye last week. Oh, but we also didn't say hi. Hello, this is Chrissy. Hello, this is Casey. And this is the Two C's podcast for the second time. Yep, tonight. So, we can't tell you who's new because no one's listened to our latest podcast. And um, there was a shit ton last week. Slash this week. Yes, there was. (laughs) So, the only thing I can tell you is please, or ask of you, I should say, please subscribe, share with your friends that like true crime podcasts. Review. Um, rate. Um, if you don't have anything nice to say, it's fine to not leave that review. We're okay. Um. (laughs) Stella's very excited. Um, also that, um, once we get a thousand listeners, or a thousand listens to all of our episodes, we're gonna go stay at the Queen Mary, which is in Longview, Longview, oh my gosh. No, Long Beach. Long Beach, California. (laughs) I don't know if it's Long Beach, though, but it's in California. I think it is Long Beach. All I know is that we're going to Disneyland, too, so. Yep. Because we love Disneyland and it's open. Again. Not for us. But not for us. But hopefully it will be by the thousand episodes. Oh. Well, even if stuff isn't open, we'll go eventually when we can. Yeah. And if it's not, we can find something out. We can do, like, um, I don't know. We'll figure something out. We can go camp in the woods. There's other states. No, we can't. There's other states that are open a little bit more than the West Coast. We can go do, like, our homebrew 10 Blair Witch Project. Uh, no. Um, because I would be Heather Donahue in the, um, (laughs) in the tent with, like, snot coming down my face. Yeah. And, um, lots of... So Stella would like you to know that she's up in the microphone. Yeah. She just, I think she wants more food. Because she is 130 pounds of bitch. Yep. So Chrissy's going to take over for a second. Oh, great. Uh, hi! This is Chrissy. <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at my phone for Mother's Day gifts for my mom. Oh, I lied. She didn't want them. Um, yeah. I'm an overachiever. I've already bought my Mother's Day gifts. Whatever. <laughs> She's not even here, so it's not like... It's true. She's doing her thing, because it was her birthday yesterday, and now it's Mother's Day. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is <sighs> next week. We will be dropping this episode next week, which we will be at the beach. Oh, are we? I think so. Oh. Okay. Or maybe we'll drop it with the other one. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I don't either. Because we can do whatever we, we want. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. That's very true. So, um, I do want to talk about my rabbit hole from last week. 
Lord have mercy. Um, because... Just let me go. Let you go do what? Talk about my rabbit hole. Okay, what was your rabbit hole? I don't really have one. I just have been watching Monk, which is like watching somebody go down a rabbit hole. But it's not true, because Chrissy's watching Monk, and then the other day we're driving... And I was like, wow, that was a lot of wood. And Chrissy's like, did you see the goat? And I'm like, what goat? And she's like, the goat that's on the, that was on the pile of whatever. And I was like, no, I saw the logs from the tree that was cut. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't even know these people had a goat. Anyways. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm not sure what that had to do with I'm watching Monk. Could you, like... You watched Monk, then we were driving, then you saw oh, something I that... I noticed it. And yeah, and I didn't it. notice it. But he did blend in with the wood chips, so... But anyway, so you went down a rabbit hole and was watching Monk. Yeah, I've just been watching Monk. I'm on, like, season six now. Jesus Christ! I told you. You just started! I know! <laughs> but there's yeah. only, like, 12 episodes in each season, isn't there? No, there's more than that, I think. Oh. I don't know. I well, I'm going to be real. I still have not finished Murder, She Wrote. But I am on the 11th season and there's only 12 seasons. So I'm close. So I might finish Monk before you finish You Murder might. Wrote. You might. And I'm not going to lie. Um, my favorite pastime during the weekend or if I have a day off is to fall asleep while I'm watching TV on the couch. So, just because I'm on season 11 doesn't mean I've actually watched all of the episodes in every season. There's 16 episodes per season. Okay. Yeah, because I think they split them 8 and 8, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, your rabbit hole. That was it. I just watched Monk. Okay. So... Um, there was no splitting, no. No splitting? They didn't split the episodes. Oh, because, oh, I thought it was like um, AMC's The Walking Dead, where they would do eight in the first six months of the year and then eight in the last six months of the year. No. And call that a season. Oh, maybe they did until the last season. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay, so my rabbit hole. So, it started last week after we recorded. You probably should have done this at the end then, people could just turn off they didn't listen to uh, wow <laughs> they can just fast forward it anyways <laughs> i'm just kidding anyways, um so i started watching 48 hours and it's not 48 hours true crime it's 48 hours with nick nolte and eddie murphy and oh the movie yes i'm sure i have watched it before but i didn't remember it and the special effects of when people get shot and like get thrown like 12 feet is fucking amazing if you haven't watched a movie from the 80s or the early 90s you have to i'm talking to you millennials um just amazing so then i went to watch another 48 hours because i was like you know i really love nick nolte and i have not watched one of his movies for a while besides the 48 hours so then I watched another 48 hours. Pretty good. It was made in the 90s. So then I was like, you know, I'm I'm still not done watching watching my man Nick Nolte. So then I watched Mulholland Falls. Which brought me to find out when Chris Penn died because 
sometimes I like to go, oh gosh, have I watched everything that this person's been in? No? Okay. So Chris Penn passed away at the age of 40. I'm 45 now. That's really sad to me. And to me, back in the day, 40 was, it wasn't old, but it was older. So I didn't even realize he was that old. I thought he was younger than that, honestly. I don't know. So I then love him, so. I love him too. So he is also in Mulholland Falls. So then I learned That's a great movie. that Virginia Madsen is actually Michael Madsen's sister, which I might have known that 20 years ago, but I have forgotten. Michael Madsen and Virginia Madsen are both in Mulholland Falls. And I did not know this, so what the fuck? So then which led me finding out that the special squad in the movie was based on actual, like an actual squad in the LAPD called the Hat Squad. Because, you know, they all wore the, I think they're fedoras. Yeah. Okay. Which then in turn turned into the Gangster Squad, also known as the Intelligence Squad. Which then led me to a movie called The Gangster Squad, which I've never watched and I told you the other day that we had to watch because it's got Sean Penn in it and whatnot. And then, all coming back, I can't wait to get Andrew McCarthy's autobiography. Autobiography. 80s. The Brat Story or something like that. Because I'm just really, really excited. And Andrew McCarthy was in Mulholland Falls. So I was like, ooh, I wonder what he's going to tell me about from this movie. It is called Brat, an 80s story. There we go. I knew it. I knew it was something like that. (laughs) All right. So this, this week, my story is called The Disappearance of... Well, it's not called, but it's The Disappearance of Danette and Jeanette Millbrook. Wow, I've never heard of them. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's not like we didn't just talk about this 20 minutes ago. I know. So my sources this week are from Wikipedia, Charlie Project, um, and then a December 3rd, 2019 article from Channel 12 News, iTeam, something like that i don't know but it was by um sierra cummings and um so this story takes place in augusta georgia or at least the part that i know of um so the girls were fraternal twins they disappeared on march 18th march 18th 1990 and they were 15 years old So the girls were born April 2nd, 1974. Uh, They've been missing, like I said, since March 1890. And so they've been missing for 31 years. Uh, The twins were last seen by a gas station attendant at the Pump and Shop gas station. Which, I mean, I am all for, like, those crazy names for, like, stores and stuff. I just just love it. It's a great name, yeah. Um... And the gas station was on the corner of 12th Street and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. And once again, since we have one of those boulevards, I would like to point out that this is Augusta, Georgia. And that was around 4.30 p.m. 
So I'm sure a lot of states have Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevards. So the earlier, um, so earlier in the day of the disappearance of Danette and Jeanette, they um, had walked to the local church's chicken restaurant, which Chrissy has looked up because we in Oregon do not have a church's chicken. And their food looks amazing. It does look really good. And um, I'm kind of sad that in the place that we live, we can't get Grubhub or any of those delivery services. Because we live out in the middle of nowhere. Yep, yep. So, um, it would be nice next time when we go travel if we can stop at a church's and get lunch. Or, or have dinner, it delivered to our hotel. Or have it delivered because we're lazy. Um, well, no, I just don't like people. So. That's you. I like it that they just leave it outside my hotel door. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes they want to chit chat. Well, that's true, yeah. Um, so when they returned home, they had told their. When they had returned home from from getting lunch, they had um, told their mom, Louise, that a man in a white van had followed them from for part of their walk home. Um, later in the day, the girls had walked to their godfather's house for the sake of borrowing bus fare money for the next week so they could get to school. Uh, it seems that the girls had moved, um, or the family had moved, to an apartment that was a little bit farther away um, from the school. So uh, the girls had gotten the money and then they um, walked to their cousin's house close by to see if she would walk home with them. Unfortunately, the cousin's mom said no, she couldn't um, because it would be getting dark soon. Um, the girls then made their way to their older sister's house and stayed for approximately 15 minutes. They asked their sister to walk with them home, um, but she had declined because she had just had a baby. So after their disappearance, um, family members had thought it was unusual that the girls had tried to get, um, that had, tried, had made several attempts to get family to walk with them home. So, um, so then the girls made their way to the gas station where they had bought some snacks um, because that is always the best thing to do is buy snacks from the little store. It's so true, especially on road trips. Yes. And um, so the clerk, Gloria, had said um, that the twins were acting normal and nothing seemed different. Didn't seem like they were in, um, like they were concerned for anything. And so Gloria was the last person to see Danette and Jeanette so, um, that we know of. So Jeanette was last seen wearing a blue pullover shirt over a white turtleneck with a beige skirt, white stockings, and white sneakers. She was 5'4 and 125 pounds. Danette was last seen wearing a white shirt with an image of Mickey Mouse, white jeans, black shoes, and she was 5'6 and 130 pounds. So both girls had pierced ears, shoulder length hair, and they both have a scar near their navels from a surgery shortly after birth. I don't know what that means. Interesting. That um, they both have but it. yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So I don't know. I I didn't go down that rabbit hole. So I figure um the girls have never been found. So um I figure that if someone by chance listens to this 
and they look down and see that they have like I, d- I don't know what happened to these girls so I don't know if they don't know who they are or if they're not here any longer but um sometimes knowing about scars and such can help people out figure things out so the girls attended uh lucy laney high school which i just think is so amazing (laughs) i don't know why um the girls did not have a history of running away and they were good kids um i don't i don't usually care about that um just because if someone goes missing fucking take it seriously people like I don't care if this person runs away 60 times. Like, if their parent is coming to you, you should be looking for them. Or not even a parent. If a family member, a friend, anyone, anyone, especially children. So, the original investigation did not go well. I don't know what was going on, but the family was told to wait 24 hours before making a report. Now, I know back in the day, they had the, it it was, you know, wait 48 hours, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there, there has got to be something set, set in stone for everyone to realize that if someone's coming to the police, there's a reason why they're coming to the police and telling you, hey, this is not cool. Like, it doesn't matter if they're 50. doesn't matter if they're 35. It doesn't matter if they're 22. It doesn't matter if they're, like, it It all matters. Like, you shouldn't be like, well, you know, they're an adult, so, like, they can just leave if they want to. No. If a family member is coming to you and saying. That this person never does something like this. Or even if they do. Even if they do say something. Fucking find them. And if they don't want to be found. Then tell their family. I found them. They yeah, don't want to be found. I, by law, I don't think they can do that. Because you do have the right to No, they can to leave. They can tell the family, this is what happened. I found I found them. They don't want to be they don't want to talk to you. I gave them your information. There was I I watched a yeah, show about it. I don't know. I mean, I every state is effing different and every Frickin' jurisdiction is so different on well, what they do. It also depends on what police officer you get. Yes, and it just... Ah! Don't get me started. So anyways... <laughs> so they had to wait 24 hours. Okay, little is known about the initial report since it seems it's been lost. Of course it was. <sighs> so the girl's disappearance was originally closed in 1991. Why? Let me tell you why. There's so much debate on why. The family reports that the authorities told the family that once the girls turned 17, then eh, they could no longer legally be told to come home. What? Oh, yeah. If they were found. So, like, when did that become a thing? No, that's fine because they're technically they are an adult and they don't have to come home. But here's my problem. They disappeared when they were 15. Mm-hmm. So how are you closing the case before you actually find them? Well, Chrissy, they technically don't have to come home. They're 17 matter. now. If they I know it doesn't matter. They underage, they're still fucking missing until you find them. And they say, I left on my own 
and I don't want to go back. Right? Okay. So then, I just want to beat some people. So the original investigator was told by a juvenile case officer that the girls had been found, which had led to both of the case being closed and the girls removed from the National Registry of Missing Children. In the original investigation, the girl's last name was misspelled. Um, instead of just being Millbrook, it was um, classified as Millbrooks. And listing Jeanette's middle name is wrong. So they think that that could have been part of it. But, go, oh, people, get your shit together, seriously. Right. So they reopened the case in 2013. So the family members of Danette and Jeanette persistently contacted the sheriff's department asking why the case was closed. The family was given several explanations, one of which was the girls were removed from their home and placed with foster parents where they eventually were adopted. I'm sorry, there would be fucking record of that. Further investigation revealed that this is completely false. So it seems there was a relative of the twins that had children in the foster care system, which could be the reason for this confusion. Oh my god. The phone calls from the family finally paid off, and the twins' case was reopened. The sheriff was quoted in the media saying, We think a terrible injustice has been done for the last 20 years. You think? Oh my god. <laughs> you think. <sighs> the current investigation investigating agency is the Richmond County Sheriff's Office and in 2017 the Sheriff's Office met with the family to discuss the case and to collect familiar DNA samples now how horrible is that I'm sorry we fucked up but hey just in case we find skeletal remains can we get your DNA right <laughs> so the twins mom Mary Louise Sturgis she goes by Louise has been very involved in trying to find her daughters, as well as their sister Shanta. And I I don't know if Shanta is the one where they went over to her house. Um, I didn't read that in anything. So um, Shanna Sturgis has also been very persistent um, in her calls to the sheriff's office. And she is one of the re reasons why their sister's case got reoped, reopened. Excuse me. So podcasts have explored the details around this case. The the well, I'm gonna say this case because it's it might be two girls, but I they were twins and they were sisters and they disappeared at the same time. So the fall line, my favorite murder, thin air, the trail went cold and unresolved. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, these people have probably done this case a lot better than I will. Because that's their job. Guess what? I got a job. This is what I do for fun. Hopefully, in the in like a couple of years, we can do this as a job. But right now, for 40 hours of the week, I'm doing something else. And then for a good probably 10 of other hours, I'm sleeping on my couch. Because that's what I do. <laughs> okay. um, so, I'm just saying. I know that my... I know that these guys did a fucking amazing job at what they did. They also have assistants. 
I'm sure they've got, like, people that can actually edit a goddamn um, podcast. Chrissy does a very good job. I, on the other hand, could not do any of it. So, yeah, that's why you're getting a second (laughs) episode. (laughs) So, anyways, Oxygen... Oxygen Media aired a two-hour TV special on November 23rd, 2019. So, the guy in the white van went nowhere. And also, I mean, maybe he did go somewhere. Because who would know? They lost the first fucking case file. (laughs) So, according... I shouldn't laugh because it's not No, it's horrible. It's... Like, seriously, get your shit together. Now, and I totally understand, I mean, I don't understand, because people, like, I mean, we have, thank God, evolved a little bit, but not a lot, and it just really, really frustrates me. It's like, you. it depends on what police officer you talk to. Well, and also, like, you have to get loud and proud, and you have to be, like, in but these then, people's but faces. Don't be too loud, because if you're too loud, then you look guilty. I it just oh, <laughs> guys, do your shit. Like if I did my job half ass, people would be getting like not the right shit that's going in your body. Like right. I mean, I have to do my job diligently. Why can't you? Anyways. So, according to the article from the I-Team, Richmond County Sheriff Richard Roundtree says the documentary from Oxygen did not reflect the interview he did with the network. So, I didn't watch the Oxygen special. Um, so, I don't know exactly what was said. Um, and he said that the Oxygen documentary was an edited documentary, and if the Sheriff's Department wasn't committed to solving the case... They would have never reopened it. And I'm glad they reopened it. But we have to do a little bit more than just reopening it. Um, The case had laid dormant for 25 years until the family had 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 enough and said, I want this reopened. I mean, I'm sure that's not exactly how the conversation went, but I hope it went a little scarier than that. So the case went from closed, reopened, and now it's cold. But there are chilling details unraveling after nearly 30 years later. So it seems the girl's father... Now, all of this is allegedly, or... Like I said, I get, I just read what or, people... Right. like. you don't really know. I don't, I don't know. I, I live in Oregon. I don't know. So it seems the girl's father, John Milbrook, has some ties to a serial killer named Joseph Patrick Washington. And it seems... Um, he, we'll have to explore him because it seemed pretty interesting, but I didn't want to make it about him. Yeah. Like, okay. I wanted, Sorry. I wanted to make it about, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, it, it is an interesting case because he did get, like, 17, um, life sentences, but he ended up dying before something. I can't remember. So, okay. um, so John has been linked to crimes from Richmond County dating back to the 90s. The girl's mother, Louise, says that she had known some, but not all of what their father um, had been into. So it seems Washington was affiliated with Dana and Jeanette's father through a life of alleged crime and drugs. 
So, but it, but it is unknown if those affiliations had anything to do with the girls' disappearances. So, it's known that he, well, I'll get into that. So, um, according to this article, Louise Sturgis had confided into her ex, John, the day that her, that her daughters had vanished. And at the time, she hadn't thought much of his response. But Louise said that he just said, um, that John had said, I shouldn't be looking for them because they're with some man. So while the response seemed ambiguous at the time, now his responses are even more unclear. So John is now living in a nursing home with dementia. And unfortunately, the officers and Louise can't get clear answers out of John. So, yeah, so most leads have turned out uh, to be nothing. Um, but let's go back to Joseph Patrick Washington for a second. Um, they're not sure if he had a white van, but um, his M.O. was the same. Harming young black women across town around the same time um, as Danette and Jeanette went missing. So the police can't tie them together, but can't deny there are similarities as well. So if you can help with these two, get if you can help get these two girls home, whether it's, you know, they're still alive. Um, I know their mom had said something within the article that she felt that they were still alive. Um, or at least were they're buried or whatnot. Um, it would be really awesome if you could help with the case at all. Um, please contact the Richmond Sheriff's Office. Uh, there's also a Facebook group. Um, so if you have any um, tips or leads, you can contact the Facebook group. It's called Missing Danette and Jeanette Millbrook. And someone knows something out there. Um, hopefully it's just you know, not the dad who has dementia and like it, ugh, I don't like it when people don't come home. I don't like it. People need to be found and people need to start giving a shit about everyone. Not just who they want to give a shit about. If you're in a job where you have to give a shit about people, start giving a shit about everybody. God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, we watched last night The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. And, um, it was very interesting. Uh, it was based on Maury Terry's, um, investigative information. Uh, he was an investigative journalist who had passed away recently. I don't know how recent. Um, but he had, he went down some huge rabbit holes, I tell you what. Um, he thinks that David Berkowitz wasn't the only one there, uh, when the killings were going on. He thinks that there was more than just him. Um, some of his thoughts are, uh... That there's cult activity, but don't get me started on cult activity, because I know that there are cults, and I know they exist, but 
very rarely do you hear of them sacrificing people, guys. I mean, maybe they do, and I just don't know about it. It's fine. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, so... That was, that was pretty good, though. That's not pretty good. No, I mean, the show <laughs> no. was pretty good. No, the, oh, okay. <laughs> no, the show was pretty good. I was very surprised. Not surprised that they could... It was surprising that they had pieced some stuff together, but in the end, like... A woman was killed, but she was killed in a church, and they thought it was, like, satanic worshipping, and we all remember satanic panic, except for you millennials out there. Um, it just, it, it ended, it ended up being the guy that they, that he initially thought it was. Um, in small towns, you still have the satanic yeah, Shit. so, um, if people listen to hard rock, not satanic, not necessarily. Even if they listen to death rock, is that something that is a thing? Death rock? I don't know. I might be making shit up as I go. You are making shit up. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's a thing. I don't know. I don't know. But guess what? Still, not satanic worshippers. I'm looking that shit up. Um... Just because people wear black makeup and wear black fingernail polish or maybe look a little rough around the edges doesn't mean they're Satan worshippers, guys. Doesn't mean it. Just just putting that out there. It is. And it is absolutely <laughs> nothing I would ever listen to. <laughs> it is a thing? Yes. Yeah! Score one for me. Oh, and of course it came from the West Coast. <laughs> Probably Seattle. I mean, we love you, Seattle. But it's cool. It's cool. Death rock is a thing. It overlapped gothic rock. Yeah, I don't... It in, it's incorporating horror elements. Well, I mean, I like horror movies. I just don't like angry music. No. <laughs> I don't like angry music. <laughs> Not saying that it's not okay for other people to listen to. I'm just, it's not my thing. Mine either. Yeah. At all. So, that is my story. Danette, Jeanette, I hope we find you soon. <sighs> what else is going on? Uh, we're at the beach at this moment. No. We will be. We will be. If we don't post this tonight. I say we just save it. We will. We can. So when you're listening to this, we're at the beach. Ha! It's amazing. The weather <laughs> is not so nice. No, I'm going to predict that it is nice. It's not. <laughs> First of all, it's the beach. In Oregon. Right? And it's not supposed to be nice. No, that's like I'm pretty sure. Unless it changed again. But hold on. Let me. I'll tell you. Oh, I lied. It is supposed to be nice now. Well, I mean, as nice as the beach could be. A nice 60. No, 50s. With a breeze. It's supposed to be 57, 55, and 55 is the high. And overcast. Well, it's not, it's not a beach day if it's not overcast. With a little sun peeking through. 
We're your suntan lotion. That's what I need. All right, everyone. I think that's it. That's it. I don't think I got anything else. We might have two calves here pretty soon, according to my dad. I don't know. He, he is crazy. He is. He is. He says that their milk came in, but I'm not quite sure he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to go with he doesn't. Because <laughs> I don't see either one of them having milk. But I will say, Annabelle's tail isn't laying down. Her tail has been, like, sticking up or whatever. Oh, no. See, the last couple of days, I thought it was laying down. I... I saw her yesterday and today, and it wasn't. But that doesn't mean anything. So we that might could be. I just am seeing her before she takes a dump. So. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> if we have new calves in like the near future, what could be, which could be months from now, because that's how right. things work around here. Um, we'll post pictures. Yeah, we'll post pictures on our pages. So. Because we, how many do we have? Like ten. We have 10 cows, right? I believe so. Yeah. We have lots of animals. We have 10 cows. We have two goats. We have a fainting goat and then a regular goat who thinks that he's our child because we had to bottle feed him because his mom died um, after she had him. So he thinks he's actually a person. He's ridiculous. Um, and then we have four chickens and one of them is a complete fucking asshole. Yeah, he came after me today ah! and got me, but he's, it's it's fine. He's mean. I carry a stick because I have to play baseball with him because he won't leave me alone, which is horrible to say, and I probably shouldn't say that <laughs> on a recording. But he's still alive and doesn't seem to be hurt. So, and I don't hurt hit him very hard. I just hit him enough to make him fly away, so he'll stay away. Um, and then how many dogs do we have? We have eight. Eight. God, that's a lot of dogs. Yes, it is. Well, three of them are ours, and then the other five are my brothers, even though we take care of them. Um, <laughs> so they're like ours anyways. What else do we have? We used to have a horse, but he's now at the neighbor's house. Aren't you so glad I'm telling you our whole entire <laughs> life story? I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> we have a rabbit who lives in a bedroom. Uh, he's not my rabbit. He's n well. He's not my rabbit well, either. But we do have rabbits um, under where our laundry facility is in the back. Yes, we have wild rabbits. Um, I have a cat. I don't have a cat. Parker has a cat. He's also an asshole. Um, do we have any other animal? I don't think so. That's it, right? Yeah. Our neighbors have like fifty cows. And they got they, little babies. They have babies. They're really cute. We have this one that has a white patched face. Oh, I just want to take him home with me. But he won't come near me. It makes me really sad. Well, could be the dogs that make it so. That's probably true, yeah. All right. That's a little bit of our life. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Hope everybody had. Chrissy doesn't like to share, but she shared I, a lot. Apparently I shared everything today. Not everything. Not this everything. Is just the stuff that you don't really need to know. Just a little bit. That doesn't matter. But it does. But it doesn't. All right. I Have a good night. Didn't give out our address. Don't give out our address. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> our address is. <laughs>
blah, 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 blah. None of your fucking business. No. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Have a good day, whatever. Keep it real.